Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast, brought to you in part by Book of Zen, makers of wearable inspiration for a better world. This is our first podcast of 2016, and we would like to begin by thanking all the listeners who made our December launch so successful. If you would like to join others in helping us spread the word about the Inspirational Living Podcast, you can do so easily by leaving us a quick positive review at the iTunes store or you could share us on your Facebook page. Once again, thank you so much. Today's podcast is one we are sure you'll enjoy. It has been edited and adapted from a lecture delivered by Neville Goddard in 1952. The purpose of today's talk is to bring about a psychological change in you, the individual. Humanity, understood psychologically, is an infinite series of levels of awareness. And you, individually, are what you are according to where you are in the series. Consciousness is the only reality, and where you are conscious of being psychologically determines the circumstances of your life. The ancients knew this great truth but our modern teachers have yet to discover it. There is only one substance in the world. Our scientists call it energy, while scripture defines it as consciousness. It can be made to manifest itself as iron, steel, and wood, to name but a few things. People, seeing a variety of forms, think of numberless substances. But what is seen is only a change in the arrangement of the same basic substance, consciousness. Ephesians tells us that all things when admitted are made manifest by light. The word light recorded here means awareness, consciousness. Anything you, an individual, claim yourself to be, be it good, bad, or indifferent, right or wrong, must be made manifest in your world, for by claiming the state of being, you have consented to its life. There is only one cause, and that is consciousness. Your consciousness is the center from which your world mirrors and echoes the state you presently occupy. What is your state? It can be defined as all that you believe and consent to being is true. So. If you want your world to change, you must determine what you want to accept and consent to as true before you can change it. To arrive at a certain definition of self, you must begin by uncritically observing your automatic reaction to a particular event, for your reaction defines your state, and you can, without getting out of your chair, rebuild your world by changing your level or state of being. This is done by observing yourself uncritically as you react to life. If you do not like the circumstances of your life, acknowledge its cause. Be willing to admit that the circumstances are only objectifying what you are conscious of. Then change your consciousness and your world will change. If you react to that which is being objectified, you bind yourself to a certain level of awareness. But if you refuse to react, the thread is broken, 
Stop reacting to unlovely things, for every unlovely thought causes you to walk in psychological mud. Rather, identify yourself with beauty, with love, with compassion and gratitude, and you will ascend the infinite level of your own being and change the circumstances of your life. Your state of awareness, like a magnet, attracts life. Steel, in its demagnetized state, is a whirling mass of electrons. But when the electrons are faced in one direction, the steel is magnetized. You do not need to add to the steel to make it magnetic, or take anything away to demagnetize it. This same principle is true for you. You can change your world by rearranging your thoughts and having them travel only in one direction, and that is toward the fulfillment of your desire. Watch your reactions to life. For any change in the arrangement of your mind, which can be detected by self-observation, will cause a change in your outer world. It is important to learn to be passive to that which is unlovely and unacceptable to you. In that way you are awakening the dynamic spirit within and when you find your inner being, you will discover that the qualities you condemn in others are really in yourself. Then you will know the secret of forgiveness, for as you forgive yourself, the others are forgiven. The moment you consent to a thought, it is made manifest to a certain degree. A thought cannot come into being unless you consent to its expression by being aware of it. The universe moves with motiveless necessity, as it has no motive of its own. Rather, it moves under the necessity of manifesting the arrangements of our minds. This teaching is to awaken you to your light, and the awakening begins by self-observation. If you have a secret affection for living in the mud of self-pity and condemnation, your world will mirror those feelings. But if you rearrange your mind and live with feelings of harmony and love, your manifested world will change. If today you would spend five minutes in uncritical observation of yourself, you would be surprised to discover how deceitful you are. It is a terrible shock, I know, but every shock of this type will let in the light of awareness, and life is an ever-increasing illumination. As the light comes in, you become more and more conscious of who you really are. There is only one cause for the phenomena of life. Only by observing your own consciousness can you discover the cause of what is happening to you. There is no greater tyrant than the belief in a secondary cause. Let that tyrant go by remembering the one and only substance, the only cause, which is awareness and immediately change what you are aware of. Only by observing your reactions to life can you find yourself. And remember, as long as you react, you do. The same things must confront you, for all that you admit to is made manifest by your consciousness, and everything you manifest is your consciousness. Stop walking through the world in the mud and living in its basement. Your soul is made up of all that you consent to. Lose your soul on one level and you will find it on a higher level.
defined differently. Always examine yourself uncritically, for the moment you become critical, you automatically justify your reactions and associate yourself with the thing observed. Everything is individual. Collective security and collective salvation are terms approached individually. Learn to stand on your own feet and not on the feet of a group. You must free yourself and the only way to do that is to awaken your higher self, who is now sound asleep. Think noble thoughts based on noble concepts and they will pay great dividends, for you will rise in consciousness and transform your world. Give yourself your daily bread by giving yourself the opportunity to remember who you are. Never envy the good fortune of another, simply appropriate your own. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, by changing the ideas planted there. For you cannot change your thinking until you change the ideas from which your thoughts flow. Your individual state of consciousness is your level of being and attracts all of the events you encounter in life. Since your reactions determine what you are, any change in your outer world must be produced by your inner level of being. Remember that thoughts are things. When you identify yourself with a thought, it manifests itself as an act. If the thought is unlovely, it harms you. Awaken and select only thoughts that contribute to the birth of your desire. You must constantly observe your dwelling place, for where you are psychologically is what you are. Your mood indicates your state of being and you are always externalizing the state upon which you stand. The Upanishads, one of a class of Vedic treatises dealing with broad philosophical problems, states, The soul, imagining itself into a state, takes upon itself the results of that state. Not imagining itself into a state, it is free from its results. Your soul is what you consent to. As you feel yourself into the situation of your answered prayer, you have entered a state and your soul has taken upon itself the results of that state. If you do not enter the state, you are free of its lovely results. Accept an idea as true. Identify yourself with it and it will manifest itself in your world. But if you do not accept the thought, nor identify yourself with it through feeling, you are free from its results. You must become very selective, and as I've said before, learn not to associate yourself with unlovely thoughts. I am is the self-definition of the infinite. Awareness, I amness, is the only power of the universe. Its power makes you alive. If you say, I am sick, you are. If you say, I am confident, you are. Feeling yourself into the situation of a given state, you must take upon yourself the results of that state of mind. All things are made alive from a state of mind. Without a state of mind, nothing can be made, as you only resurrect the state from which you identify. Where you are psychologically is what you are in reality. 
Therefore, if you catch yourself feeling sorry for yourself, stop it and start feeling happy. If you don't, you will identify yourself with the state of self-pity and manifest it. If you feel weak in any sense, affirm I am strong, and if you persist in that assumption, it will harden into fact. The reason that no one should ever take the name of the Lord in vain is because that name is I am. There is no one to blame but yourself for all of the things that you have felt in the past, are feeling now, and will feel in the future as they could not come into your world unless you consented to them. Start now to consent only to lovely thoughts of fulfilled desires prior to their confirmation by your senses, and give up the animal instinct of suffering and wallowing in the feelings of hurt and self-pity. The psychological tongue is much like the physical one. If someone annoys you, Turn aside and keep the tongue of your mind away from the sore spots of dislike, for your little mental conversations are the producers of your future. Sacrifice your body of suffering by giving it up and tame your mind. Clothe yourself with joy and good news, and you will walk through life wearing the immortal garment of love. There is a rhythm in your world which you cannot hear or see, and your aura which is radiating your level of being, is like no one else's. Complacency is a curse. Control your imagination with steady attention and dare to stand and be heard. Pay attention to your thoughts and discipline them so that they flow from the feeling of your wish fulfilled. For you are not awake until the outer you becomes placid and the inner you dynamic. Don't try to argue someone out of their misery. We are all given the power of the I to think, and everyone is allowed to think for themselves. All things, when admitted into consciousness, are made manifest, be they good, bad, or indifferent. Dare to stand on your own by this teaching, and you will never again feel the need to justify your failures or view any goal as forever out of reach. The Inspirational Living Podcast is a production of The Living Hour. For free transcripts of our podcasts, visit us online at livinghour.org. Today's podcast was sponsored in part by autosuggestion.io. Transform your life in 30 days. Discover the autosuggestion sound method at autosuggestion.io and by Book of Zen, makers of wearable inspiration and motivational gifts. Visit them online at bookofzen.com. Subscribe to the Inspirational Living Podcast by looking us up in the iTunes Store. If you're using an Android phone, download the Stitcher app and you'll find us on there. We deliver new podcasts twice a week every Tuesday and Thursday. Thanks for joining us. I look forward to talking to you next time.